0: One day, someone came to see the Founding Master and said, My mind cannot be rectified even for a moment because of the defilements and the idle thoughts that I constantly have in this dusty world. I want to rectify that mind. The Founding Master replied, The method for rectifying the mind is first to awaken to the original foundation of the mind, and then to be impartial when using the mind. If you wish to understand why this is so, you must try to study this question. Then the master wrote for him, The mirrored dharmas return to one. To what does the one return? Why do you think the master gave him this question? What does the mirrored dharmas returning to one have to do with the method for rectifying the mind that has constant defilements and idle thoughts. In that question, the myriad dharmas mean the myriad phenomena, all things in the universe. The defilements and the idle thoughts are a part of the myriad dharmas. So, to what does a thought or a feeling that arises in our mind return, let's reflect on our mind. Any thought or feeling, as long as we are not attached to it, naturally vanishes of itself. In other words, it returns to its source. What do I mean by the source? It is not a difficult thing to grasp. In each and every one of us, there is this thing, and because we have this thing, emotions and thoughts can arise from it. If we don't have this thing, if there is completely nothing, this body would be nothing but matter, and then emotions and thoughts couldn't arise. However, when we ask ourselves, what is this thing? We cannot really find an answer that hits the mark. It cannot be described in its entirety. It's not a fixed substance. But is it non-being, non-existence then? If it's non-being, how would I be able to speak right now? So it's not non-being either. That's why we say it transcends being and non-being. All kinds of minds arise from it. It holds the potential for all kinds of minds to arise. We call this source the nature, or the self-nature, meaning it is as it is, naturally by itself, or the original nature or the truth, or the ill-one. This source is expressed as one in the phrase, the mirrored dharmas return to one. The mirrored dharmas return to one means that the one, which transcends being and non-being, is the source of the mirrored dharmas. All kinds of minds arise from it, and returns to it. So far, I've only talked about how the myriad dharmas return to one in our mind world. How about all other things in the universe? The principle is the same. In the same way as what arises in in our mind returns to the Source, all things in the universe return to the Source as well. What is the source of all things in the universe? One day I was having this delicious seaweed salad. But then there was this one moment when the thought came to mind. How did this seaweed salad get to this dining table and into my mouth? What is the source of this seaweed salad? My mother who made it? distributors who delivered the seaweed to the market, people who collected the seaweed, all their parents, fellow beings, and laws that made their presence possible, the ocean, the earth, and the universe. So, the source of all things in the universe is, to put it into four categories, the fourfold grace or to put them together, all things in the universe as a whole, the nature. The seaweed salad came from the source and returns to the source. We call the source the truth or the Ilwan. However, the source of all things in the universe, again, is not a fixed substance. It's non-being, but it's not non-being either. The source of all things in the universe, the source of all kinds of minds, is the truth which transcends being and non-being. The truth is void and calm, luminous awareness. The truth is void, yet has luminous awareness. It is by the functioning of the void and calm luminous awareness that all things in the universe and all kinds of minds come into being. That's what the mirrored dharmas return to one means. The source of the mirrored dharmas is the one, the truth. All things arise from it and return to it. Then let's think about the second part of the question, to what does the One return? To what does the Void and Calm, Luminous Awareness return? What is its Source? But when you think about it, you will see that it is not something that arises or ceases. It is eternal. It doesn't have a Source. It is the source itself. However it creates all things, all phenomena in the universe, so we could say it returns to the myriad dharmas. The myriad dharmas return to one, and the one returns to the myriad dharmas. But why did the Founding Master give? this question to the person asking for the method for rectifying the mind from constant defilements and idle thoughts. The defilements and idle thoughts that the person mentioned are like waves. As long as we are not attached to them, they naturally vanish of themselves. When we think, I wish I don't have those thoughts, we, act, we are actually grasping them. When we think, I have so many defilements and idle thoughts, we are creating a conception, a somewhat fixed idea, that we do have so many defilements and idle thoughts, and we are being attached to that conception. That's not all. At the same time, we are creating a conception about an ideal state of mind that is completely void, of those thoughts. We are discriminating having those thoughts a lot as bad and the ideal mind state devoid of those thoughts as good. That's a partial point of view, discriminating and favoring only one side. This happens all the time in our daily lives. I feel depressed. I don't want to feel that way. I feel tired. I don't want to feel tired. I'm anxious, but I wish I don't have anxiety. I'm always like this way, but I wish I'm not. All these are conceptions created by our minds. These are what cause us deeper suffering. And we constantly discriminate, one as bad, and the other state as good. As long as we have these fixed conceptions, these conceptions become like a prison that we cannot get out of. It becomes even harder for us to become free from these feelings and thoughts. Knowing the principle of the nature, if we are not attached to the conception about these minds that arose and discriminate, They vanish themselves. And the void and calm, luminous awareness, which is originally free from discrimination and attachment, emerges in the way that the sun comes out behind a cloud that covered it. One day, after an unpleasant meeting at work, I felt stunned. I just couldn't work anymore. It felt like the fire, the passion that I had about my work, had been destroyed, all gone. I lost hope and even felt like I had no future. I thought I probably have to quit. I just wanted to lock myself in my room and didn't want to meet anyone. I thought this may be the onset of depression. But at that moment, still feeling not certain about whether I could finish it, without thinking that I was feeling depressed or wanting not to feel that way, I started working on the task again, just little by little. The thought, I couldn't do it, came back a few times, but I continued. Less than a few minutes later, I realized that the feeling of depression had already disappeared. I felt fine. I was so surprised and amazed by how our mind works and what it can do. So how was this possible? As I didn't cling to the depressed feeling, which felt quite intense at the time, it naturally disappeared. And the void and calm luminous awareness emerged and simply did what it had to do. If I had clung to the conception that I was falling into depression, then I would have actually quit, locked myself in my room, and an even worse situation might have developed. I think this is why the Founding Master said the method for rectifying the mind is first to awaken to the original foundation of the mind, and then to be impartial when using the mind, and gave that question to the person. So far, I tried explaining it using reasoning. You've been listening to me and thinking about what I said. However, the realm this question is leading us to is not something that we can understand with logic or reasoning. We should awaken to this realm through contemplation. We should see the nature ourselves. When you contemplate this question, your mind will become focused and all defilements and idle thoughts will disappear. Then, the true voidness, the nature, which is the foundation of all the defilements and idle thoughts, will emerge. Then, when you contemplate the question, to what does the true voidness return, you will see that it is not something that arises or ceases, and that it doesn't have a source. Which it arises from or ceases and returns to. You will also see that the nature is void, yet has luminous awareness, and it creates all things, all phenomena in the universe. This question consists of two parts. The myriad dharmas return to one, and the one returns to the myriad dharmas meditation practice is for us to return to one, the one realm that the mirrored dharmas return to. And the one mind, the empty mind renewing our life, is the one returning to the mirrored dharmas. I hope we can apply the principle of the nature, the principle of the mind, what I talked about today, into our practice. I hope you give it a try and can experience it yourself. Thank you.